Gentlemen, start your engines! Good afternoon, Radio Hotline. For those who don't know, Radio Hotline. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotline. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. G'day viewers, welcome to episode 85 of Radio Hot Lap, that zany podcast that takes a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, international barbecues, and cool and emerging gadgets. International barbecues? Well, we're going overseas today when it comes to meat and charcoaling. <laughs> charcoaling? Charcoal. Overseas charcoaling. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of that going on in California at the moment, apparently. What, with bushfires? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why Josh moved to Palm Springs <laughs> to get married. And get a to passport, get, married, really? get an extra passport. Uh, yes. Very tricky. I see you've seen the light, JP. Yes, I have, mate. I've got the uh, the Cascade Premium light. You seem to be enjoying that a little bit more than the Coopers these days. Any particular reason? Well, yeah, or because you've never got the Tasmanian faddish. Faddish. You've never got the funny Coopers cold enough. It's never in the fridge, viewers. What am I, what's a man supposed to do? Don't make me repeat myself and tell you you're bleasdaling all over me. Oh, dear. Now, what are you drinking, Johnny? Bleasdaling? Hang on, Greek. Shiraz. The Bremer River, no less. The well, at least there's a river. There is. The rain is absolutely bucketing down here in Adelaide, and it's cool at 11 degrees tonight. So uh, cool. we're here at uh, the RHHQ uh, in uh, not so sunny World HQ. South Australia. Yep. Not definitely not so sunny South Australia tonight. Yes. Um, uh, prior to uh, the, the show, the uh, switch to the iPod, which we're using with the uh, Micromax. Uh, Micro memo. Yeah, inboard recording device was on the line input and uh, just like it was a few weeks back when we did a show, but we didn't do a show. Yeah, we've been slacking off anyway. I don't know. It may be as slow as you get towards a hundred. Do you reckon we'll get a letter from Steve Jobs like the Queen would send one out to people at a hundred years old when we do a hundred? (laughs) No, but it's a nice idea. Dear Steve, <laughs> that's right. Could you? <laughs> yeah. Dear John and we John, think, we think you should. <laughs> It'd be good, wouldn't it? You know, just a little bit of acknowledgement from Steve. A little bit of acknowledgement. Well, he's, he's been doing. <laughs> well done, boys. He's, he's been doing a little bit of acknowledging to other to, to people around the globe because uh, obviously last Friday we saw or July 11 in different time zones the world rollout of the new Apple iPhone 3G. 3G. Uh, interesting to see uh, that one million of the products have been sold in the first uh, three days, which um, took 46 days previously for the first uh, in generation, the 2G yes. phone, the 2.5G phone. Naturally, there's uh, a lot of uh, hype about it and people are, are keen. There's but been heaps of hype about it. It was just so overblown last Friday on all the news bulletins in the papers, photos of people queuing up all night. I mean... It's only a phone. It's about stock options, mate, it all around be. the world. And in fact, I think it's, uh, as Steve had said, it's the biggest rollout, it's the biggest product launch he's ever had uh, mm. because he's doing it in all time zones simultaneously. True. Uh, people queuing up from 5 p.m. the night before to be able to get it early. Steve Wozniak even going to a store at 4 a.m. to get his. Is that right? He's on the outer with Steve, for sure. Well, I was going to say, but he's been playing uh, Jobsy out. 
variously in recent times. So I wouldn't have thought he would have made so much effort, but there you go. Irritation factor. Must be. <laughs> but uh, Johnny, you've uh, done a little bit of research into this, and uh, and I have to say that uh, whilst we both concur on the fact that we, and you heard it here first from us That's months right. ago. That the data plans were going to be rubbish. The dismal performance of the telcos. Perhaps the it's yet to be shown, JP, that whether the uh, the, the performance of the telcos are that bad, but the buying experience has been absolutely woeful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's been there's been reports all over the place of uh, of people with bad buying experiences, and let's, it's always it's it, it's aimed fairly and squarely at the telcos in most instances. Let's quickly look at the three telcos involved: Telstra, Optus, and um, Vodafone. All hamstrung by a lack of supply, or or more so, even mm. not even knowing when their supply would come. Everybody unable to just find out what it's worth, yep. and just go, oh, I want one, had to pre-register to buy one. Now that's a bit of a, a, a attack um, from Apple to keep the products very, very cool, I suppose, yep. through their lack of supply. Now, we're not, we're not changing from a motorsport show into a technology show, but considering that we do have a lot of the people in the Australian motorsport uh, scene uh, focused on the only car which has got a telco, uh, Vodafone, Vodafone uh, yep. and are, are, are working very well at the, the front of the field. It's probably natural that uh, people are going to expect to see Craig Lowndes and Jamie Wincup with uh, an iPhone, and perhaps an iPhone with a didgeridoo logo on the side of their car. Or a didgeridoo logo on the back of the iPhone. Well, just a didgeridoo logo. Well, there you go. Uh, it's well logo. It is. <laughs> it's a Vodafone ado. <laughs> or a didgeriphone. JP, you've done the research. Tell us what's been going on in terms of the poor performance. Tell us what you know and what you've been hearing this week about why it's all gone wrong. No, I don't think it's so much about... I think the, the biggest complaint that most people have had is the fact that here we have a gadget that is iPod secondary rather than Premiere. and A phone Premiere, but also a web browsing device. Now... It's the web browsing device bit that's really causing the issues because in order to browse the web and in order to send emails and do all those things you can do with the iPhone, you're going to use data. And the, as we said a few weeks ago in the show, um, the telcos have all had ample opportunity to put together a plan where you get plenty of data at not a big cost and none of them have come to the party. And the majority of people, that's really what they're complaining about more than anything else. One of the telcos is offering the deal, $39. Yep. Um, but uh, if you pay $69, you'll get 200 meg of data. Well, it'll actually be cheaper for you to buy the 200 meg of data uh, because it would only cost you $20. Mm, exactly. Um, and uh, the Sydney Morning Herald page, as, uh, uh, as we were told, were, was about one megabyte per download. So if you refresh that three times per day, um, uh, by yeah. the end of the month, you're out of your quota. Absolutely. And if you've got a... Uh, you know, someone in the family who's uh, younger who wants to connect to the iTunes Music Store, you can expect probably a one to two thousand dollar excess charges bill at the end of the month. In fact, if you happen to watch ABC Television last night at nine o'clock, the Gruen Report, they happen to take on as week. a challenge. Yeah. Telcos. Is that right? Woeful. So they're not going to war and with New Zealand anymore. They're taking on telcos. No, the telcos are absolutely shocking. And, and I think that this is almost a case of the Vizzy 
and uh, um, Amcor packaging collusion deal at a little quiet bar somewhere where they've all said, look, Let's we'll we'll drop our pants on the pricing of the product, but let's not drop our pants on data because this is where we We can can make a lot of money. Screw everyone. And again, once again, very irresponsible actions by the telcos because they're going to get massively, massively uh, large bills, and people don't understand why they're getting these bills because they don't understand how big a megabyte is or how big a a, a, a song is to download. They're all, they're going to go. I'm off the technology. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's happening. It's not just iPhone either. In that, from that perspective, I mean, we had a we had a client the other day who bought a new uh, bought a new iMac, um, switched from a, a really old model, um, and gone on to like they were on a fairly basic broadband plan. It wasn't even ADSL two plus, but for what they would normally be doing, which is just sending and receiving emails, it's never been a problem for them in the past. Brand new iMac. Software update, <coughs> excuse me, um, once they've downloaded all the software updates that they needed and then updates to Microsoft Office, because you know there's three of those now. So Microsoft Office 2008 came out oh, four months ago, oh, probably just, just after Christmas anyway. Um, and so five months ago, and there's three updates to that now, and each one is in excess of 120 meg. So suddenly, these people are blowing their uh, blowing their data allowances just on software updates. So you know, the, if you look at that as well, um, knowing that you're running a miniaturised version of OS X on the iPhone, and that's going to need software updates as well, particularly because of browser-based security and stuff like that. Um, you could you could be downloading in the background a whole heap of updates for your phone that you're not even aware of until a little message pops up. And you hit the yeah install button, and you've used half your quota for the month. I can only imagine it would be a huge um, waste of your time as a system integrator having to deliver computers which were, were were provided to you through the Apple channel with a, a sub, you know, a sub current operating system yep. version um, that requires you then to do massive amounts of updates. Oh, yeah. uh, taking one to two hours of your time while you need to hang around there, not that the customer can't do it, hmm. but they feel that they should be giving all that, and you can't charge for this. Exactly. And I think this is what's putting a whole lot of people out of business, um, which is only forcing the customers to go direct. Yes. And, and if they go direct, then they'll, they'll find the same experience. So you, well, In fact, it could be the best strategy for you to go, well, look, just go and buy it direct, mm. and then we'll charge you to do the updates because we'll make more money on our time coming out <laughs> yeah, to right. do the updates than we will we'll on, on the, the margin on the yeah. product. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't, anyway. don't take the words out of my mouth, you said. <laughs> so, well, I suppose we should sort of um, leave the iPhone alone for a little while. <laughs> and just see what develops in that area. A couple of minutes anyway, going back yeah. a couple of weeks. So we were in uh, Darwin for mm-hmm. the uh, last round of the Supercar yep. Championship. And uh, it was warm weather. Mate, uh, you were, were watching. What's going on? What well, happened? Uh, it, was a, it was a good round, actually. I quite enjoyed it. And a bit of, a, bit of action in the, um, in the first, uh, first round. Um, race. First race, sorry. Race one. Um... But you know, to to his credit, um, uh, Stevie Richards uh, yep. uh, was sitting Got alongside Mark Winterbottom on pole and FPR FPR solution. And in yeah. fact, that was uh, just after we had talked about the fact that Ford had cut down the budgets 
uh, and only the only people who were getting it were SPR and Stone Brothers. It is a little ironic mm, that those two guys, those two, that, that team is like yep. straight on on the front row mm, well, and so. uh, and finished one two on the on the podium. Yes, and that was a good result, and there was no doubt about it. It was a very good result for them. Not so good for the red teams, but uh, but there you go. But uh, no, it was a good good weekend's racing. TV coverage was excellent as usual. I must say that. Uh, for all the criticism of Channel 7 last year, particularly with the programming and the, you know, and the footy being upset and or, or not being able to see it because the footy was on and all that, this year I think they've doing they've been doing a terrific job, and the coverage has been excellent, and we've been getting more uh, V8 supercars and some support races as well, um, which is you know more than we got previously with 10. So, it's back uh, to the way that Channel 7 used to do it in the yes. older days. You're right. uh, Amaru and uh, the Amscar series, and you used to get mm. all the little fools, the subcategories that people yep. don't know anything about. Mm. Formula Ford, V8 Utes, yep. Carrera Cup, Aussie racing cars, all important stuff. Mm. But uh, there was a little bit slim pickings up there in terms of what the other uh, support races were, because the Carrera Cup wasn't there, That's there were no right. GT cars, yep. it was the HQs, um, Utes and Formula so Ford like and the Utes really were the, were the main two support categories, I guess. A very difficult weekend for Jack. I was Elton. just going to say, and how was Jackie? Have you spoken to him since? Because yes, he didn't several have a times, but it was a very uh, difficult weekend. Great weekend for, for, for Jack, who mm-hmm. had uh, had gone with the uh, the completely rebuilt uh, uh, Falcon to uh, Wakefield Park after a dismal performance there, having uh, received a, a, a poorly uh, run engine, a poorly built engine from a oh, that's uh, right, unknown yeah. supplier. Uh, one could think it'd be sabotage, but whatever. It uh, was just simply a, a dud engine, and it was soft. So he decided to ship the car back to uh, to um, Sydney, and uh, Lindsay, Lindsay died. Yeah. And built some uh, some <coughs> great go great who who builds great go kart engines um, uh, for his son Brendan, who incidentally uh, grew up racing carts on the northern beaches with Ryan Briscoe, That's who's right. doing so well yep. overseas. The uh, car was taken down to Wakefield Park performed flawlessly um, and continuous sub-lap record times before moving north where in the first practice session a, uh, a miss at the higher end of the, the rev uh, band uh, simply meant that there was no uh, high-end performance there. Uh, took the car back after the first practice session changed a couple of coil packs and um, sent it back out again problem didn't seem to be resolved, changed uh, more coil packs, in fact the whole lot, and uh, and uh, leads and plugs um, went out first in the, uh, the Saturday morning third practice session, don't get more than uh, two practice sessions usually at a track, but in Darwin obviously you get three because the, uh, the support, the support uh, categories are a little bit more limited, so right. a little bit more running time I suppose, the cost of having to travel so far north. Um, the car was flawless, Jack was fastest and in fact he uh, was doing a 122, a low 122 come to qualifying the troubles were back again couldn't, the car would splutter and not rev in 4th or 5th and he had to settle for 6th fastest uh, the car was then uh, sort of like you know, given another look at before going into the first race same problems, finishing 7th yeah. that evening a lot of Cooper's Lager was uh, and pale ale was uh, was uh, taken to the local Ford dealership where the car was put on a uh, testing machine 
to find a drop in uh, uh, performance on cylinder 3 and 7 further coil packs were changed, oxygen uh, temperature sensors and plugs again to go back out the next morning because I really didn't get much of a chance to do that and the problem it was exhibited there all the all day long. It was pretty good then for Jack to come out of that event fifth outright um, and uh, the car's now being shipped back to Sydney whilst although having said that it is now here we are on Thursday night uh, with the Queensland uh, Ipswich uh, 400 yep. round this weekend city is city of Ipswich 400 uh, and he's up there he is and said to me last night gonna win everything from here is that right cars running so really well so 13th right. in the championship so did they find out what it eventually was no but you have to look at the look, the car is now two two years old yeah and two and a half years old and it had the unfortunate demise that it did with the wiring loom uh, at oh, of uh, at Phillip Island last year, losing the championship. Then yeah. the big hit at Clipsal, which sides. meant that the thing yeah. was pulled apart. And you just don't know, is mm. there a little bit of sharp metal somewhere that something's rubbing on? It had a fresh wiring loom, probably a case that they will need another wiring loom. Let's hope that tomorrow when we look at natsoft.com, uh, yep. that there will be some decent times there. And Jackie will, as said, rocket to the front of the class to win every race uh, for the rest of the year and everyone else yeah, crashing in with the championship. <laughs> Very good, Johnny. Nice, nice and succinct. So, what else, so who else is off, off up there? Are the Carrera Cup going up? Uh, going up Marcus Akanovic's up there this oh, week. Yeah, uh, yeah. I spoke to Marcus earlier in the week. How's he going? Uh, he's, doing, he's doing good. He's a happy chappy. And last weekend, couldn't have had a better run at Eastern Creek where he managed to qualify on pole in the Carrera Cup. Uh, in the in the Commodore Cup car yep. to uh, win first all three races, and I went, "You just had a shit weekend, haven't you, son?" And he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, I have, haven't I?" So don't you love it when you've been away from a category and you just turn up and then you there, just blitz it, pole, yeah. win everything, and then just disappear <laughs> off again. And irritation factor eleven out of ten. Absolutely, he goes totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know, he's uh, actually been... How's he figuring about the Fujitsu series? I mean, he's sort of been uh, a bit up and down there. I think that he's come to the conclusion that, most like many other competitors, that there's just not enough money in this country. He's been over to Europe, uh, to, to America and testing a Grand National car. Grand National oh, really? car being the third in the category. Uh, there's the uh, uh, Nextel Cup, yep. the top level of NASCAR followed by the Nationwide Series, which was Bush Series previously, yep. that Marcus Ambrose has, has now migrated from to the next one, and then there's the Grand National car. Um, and he did very, very well on a, on a banked, banked oval really? somewhere. I, I can't remember exactly where it was, but uh, impressed the people. And he enjoyed and, it. And uh, got some people over hunting for some money for him. Yeah, good. So who knows? Marcus uh, Zakanovic could be the next person to be disappearing over to America to do some racing. Okay. And Americans are the flavour. He said, like, corporate boxes, I'm in everywhere because I've got an Aussie voice. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, amazing, isn't it? That's good. Bryce Washington is also there yes. uh, in round six of the Carrera Cup Championship. He's got um, a bit of work I'm quite to do. renewed after moving from fifth to fourth in the championship with a, with a podium position at uh, Sandown in early June. Uh, he's been up there testing since Monday. Not much testing on Monday because the weather was fairly inclement. But uh, was about 0.2 off the fastest time. So he's been testing at Queensland Raceway. Yeah, there's there's no testing ban. Right. For for, for cars. Oh right. Cool. At tracks they're about to go to, unlike V8 supercars, yep. who are 
have an eight or ten day window, or right. rather the Utes have an eight to ten day window, mm. where the others just have limited days that they can test out. So he's quietly confident that it's going to go good before he goes on to his favourite tracks, which are Phillip Island, Bathurst, and then IndyCar. Now, you don't want to leave IndyCar to be Indy, to be the last race of Surface Paradise where you've got to make your move. Last year, Craig Baird went into that, into that uh, yes. championship leading. Really good. Nowhere to hide. Turned around. David Reynolds came through to win the championship. Mm. So you want to get it all sorted and come Before into a bit of a buffer. Yeah. And there was a significant amount of points behind Craig Baird, who's in the about 870 points. Yep. And Bryce at 533, he's in sights of a good weekend and a DNF perhaps by um, Dean Fiore or uh, Aaron Karate. Right. Uh, we'll see him move easily to the second in the championship. So it's, I'm thinking it's going to be a good weekend for Bryce. And he's a, he's a happy chappy after having his new uh, website, brycewashington.com, go up this week. Oh, terrific. Some plonker built it, but was yeah, very late. Really. It was late. Yep. Was it? Late. Late, late, mate. Not, not dead, but late. Right. Oh, that's all right. Well, late's better than not at all. And now he's so, happy. So now he's got a good website. He's happy. And he's happy. Well, that's good. It is. That's very... And he's happy with his car, because he's done all that testing. Going over to Europe, Alan Simonson, uh, last weekend, for the sixth weekend in a row, was in a race car. Let's go back six weeks ago. Mm. Where was he? Six weeks ago. Senaton for British GT. Follow right. weekend, Le Mans yeah. for the Le Mans 24-hour of the Lola, Lola Mazda LMP2 car. Follow weekend at Italy, in Italy, Adria for Aston Martin with the DBR9 with Gigwave Motorsport. Back the following weekend to Thruxton for the Christians in Motorsport Ferrari uh, and with a podium. Then to, um, to uh, Osterschleben where it was a very, very disappointing result for him with a broken... Uh, a broken rear engine mount, which uh, they didn't have the parts for, Aston Martin didn't have the parts for, and was unable to start the race. Is that uh, right? The team had to pack up and go home. No points to be taken from that. Now, that was very disappointing after they'd shed uh, the, the performance ballast that they had uh, received for the Adria round after their two third-place podiums at uh, the opening round of Silverstone and Monza. So they've now slipped down from third to seventh, or equal third, mm. to seventh in the championship. Hopefully, uh, coming up at the Spa 24-hour, they will be able to um, bring those points back. But I uh, don't think it's a double points uh, exercise. But last weekend was the, was the final race of the six in a row for him, and that was at Brands Hatch, again, with uh, Hector Lester and the Christian and Motorsport Ferrari 430 GT3. Uh, did very well uh, coming um, second in the first race uh, only to be then going out and leading the second race to find an alternator uh, alternator uh, belt broke yeah. uh, Barnes and Gormel in the Viper uh, were leading the championship going into the second race of that of the penultimate round they were the only people that could challenge them to win the championship were Lester and Simonson but had to win every three races. Uh, don't know about the other guys with that, the DNF, but they certainly didn't right. want to come second. Those guys won it, belt's gone. There won't be a uh, race for these guys until Silverstone later in the year, I think, at uh, the same date as Bathurst. Oh, really? So we won't be seeing Alan for Bathurst? No, we won't be seeing Alan for Bathurst. Oh, well. So, it's a yeah. few weekends off for him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, uh, Is he going to have a bit of a relax? Yeah, I think he needs. I think he needs to sleep mm. for a couple well, of been, weeks. Well, he's been doing plenty, hasn't he? Let's face it. This year, far out. And he's not coming back over for sports cars. Not worth it. 
Well, uh, the Australian GT Championship had their rebranding exercise, yeah. and obviously they last weekend, in conjunction with Marcus Dukanovic and the career at uh, Commodore Cup Car at Eastern Creek, uh, all turned up there, quite a good field. Uh, the, the Cooper's Ferrari uh, 430 was, was driven by uh, Nick O'Halloran, who is actually the owner of the car, right. who was, is coming through and a learner in the GT category and did uh, fared very well. Um, dicing with, with Ted Huglin and the, uh, the other rider engineer in Gallardo, the Triple C car. Uh, not necessarily at the front of the field, but considering Nick's relatively uh, minimal experience right. in the category and the sport, a damn good job. Okay. So um, we'll have to see how it goes as the as the as the year progresses. But uh, I, I don't think we will be seeing Alan back here for the GT Championship. But right. uh, certainly wish the GT Championship all the best. Yeah, absolutely. Getting uh, everything yeah. on board. Are uh, they getting TV coverage? For even me? though they don't want me to build a website for them now because they can't okay. afford me. <laughs> Are they, are they uh, getting TV coverage for that series? Yeah, I think so. Two in yeah. the morning. Two in the morning. <laughs> Five weeks after the race. <laughs> I've just got expensive. Some channel or the other. You got expensive. I'm too expensive. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Pay peanuts, get money. You know, it's like in motorsport. You don't need for nothing. Oh, yeah. Drive Ferraris and Lamborghinis and nobody's got your money. No, of course not. Absolutely. Well, stand up for yourself, otherwise, you get trodden on. That's it. Have to do it that way, Johnny. Have to absolutely do it that way. And what about Formula One? Well, that's exactly what I was about to say to you, because you're on the money with that. You know everything about Formula One. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Come on. You can't be on this show and not say you don't know yeah. anything, Johnny. You can't just be turning up Did here. you watch the... I, uh, I've warned you before. British Grand Prix? I, I In the rain? Uh, a little bit. Lewis? And then I went to bed. See, Lewis? I see, Boris. Heaps. Um, it's a good, good race. And isn't the rain a wonderful leveller? I mean... For the, the the mere fact that we had we actually had um, that was that Australian bloke who never gets in the points, uh, Mark 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 oh, Mark Webb Mark Delorto. Uh, no, um, but isn't it? It's funny that when you think like he's had bad luck and then he's stuffed up bits of qualifying and this has happened and that's happened and then suddenly he pops up and he's number two on the grid and then he goes off first lap. I mean, what? What does it, it take? A bit what does it take? I know. I'm sure he tries too hard. I think, I think he probably got to second on the grid because he was relaxed and having a good weekend and because of the wet weather and it suited him. And then, but starting the race in second on the front row, he just tried too hard. He doesn't take it on the chin. Oh, <laughs> it's a big chin to take it on. But I mean, yeah. I mean you could use that as a breaking uh, zone. You could, you could. Now, interestingly, talking of talking of, I mean, if you had his chin yes. and, and Coulthard's puffy cheeks, yeah, I mean, you could retire uh, <laughs> really comfortably. Or you could transplant him onto Jeremy Clarkson and that thing of him in the aerial atom with his cheeks and jowls going madly. Awesome. I, I don't want to be talking about those. So they annoy me a little bit here. Lack anyway, of, lack of sensibility. I wasn't. Um, lack of what's what? Sensibility. Sensibility. Good word. Um, British Grand Prix. Uh, good. No, it was good. Good race. Enjoyed it. And uh, interestingly, I got a. Um, I'm on the McLaren mailing list or something, and um, they came out with a. Um, I can't even remember what it was. It was a, a cap or a t-shirt or a poster. That shows how well I took notice. Um, to commemorate the uh, the fact that Lewis won, um, within about three days, the the email came through. 
Mind you, it was huge money. I think it was a shirt actually now, come to think of it. And I reckon it was about 70 quid or something. So you, there's just no way that you'd even think about buying one. So, free postage, mind you. Woohoo. Absolutely unbelievable. The uh, the Goodwood Festival of Speed was yes. uh, on uh, last weekend, and Lola had their 50th anniversary there with some most amazing uh, uh, exhibitions of cars all being uh, put up in the air on poles and strung through them. We must go. Well, I think we've been saying we're going to we're going to go, but we, we we're only going to go if we're doing Verve Clicquot, <laughs> oh. and, and we have to dress. Period. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's what Brendan did last year. Um, did International go? Have you heard from him? No, I haven't heard from International. No, I haven't heard from International either. What I wanted to tell you about what I did come up with in the last uh, last week was the yeah. uh, this this really great Japanese charcoal of barbecue. Um, and oh, this uh, is the International barbecue. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's it's because it's Japanese. Right. But uh, the the important thing is that you do need to get the right barbecue, um, and it's a ceramic. Uh, bowl where you put the, uh, the the charcoal in the bottom and it, it cooks up very very quickly with a wire mesh on top we might have so do you actually so do you do you like just build a bonfire and get the hot glowing coals and sling them in a, in a uh, bowl no, or do you the, actually you put the coals in there and they automatically just light up and, and off they go but <laughs> this one here you and it doesn't have to be chicken but the yakitori chicken was absolutely great so yakitori chicken it's skewered ch chicken yeah. flavored with teriyaki sauce Salt and grilled over a charcoal fire. Serve for four, and I'm going to give you guys, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the serving for four. Get uh, 200 grams of, of thigh fillet uh, and trim those into cut size bite cubes. Cut oh yeah, cubes. bite size. Uh, cubes, yeah. Uh, the same with chicken livers. Now you might think chicken livers. Uh, oh, they're, they're lovely. Tiny, they are very very good. Some large, thick diameter uh, uh, spring onions. Yep. And uh, maybe about three to four centimetres long, and uh, sea salt, and, so, and put them on, on some bambus, bambus, bambecue. Bamboo. What's the matter with me today? Bambecue. 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 Bambecue Barbies. Hey, that's a new name. It we is. could launch that. Bambecue. Barbecue uh, skewers. Because you don't want to add half a glass of wine, so I'm sitting here. I don't know what's going on. That's a good word. Yeah. Barbecue. Bamboo skewers. Bambecue. Bambecue. Very good. Good it's copyrighted. Good <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> it's it's absolutely the go. But uh, I'm going to get you. The so does it taste I'm, good? Uh, oh mate, it's absolutely great. But I'm going to try and find. I've just I've got a book here. I'm just look quickly looking at it because I can't remember the name of the barbecue. But the, the what to ask? For. Oh, there's a brand that you have to. No, buy. no, no. But yeah, it's called a. It's like a deep, like a big. That's oh, a certain type of. Like a big deep uh, pot. Uh, a hibachi, but uh, a charcoal brazier, but it's it's not those, you know the little yeah, metal little ones that you ones, have? Yeah. It's exactly the same principle, except they're like a deep ceramic pot, round yeah. with the charcoal. And are they actually ceramic though, or are they cast iron? No, they are ceramic. Oh, right. Okay. And uh, that's the go. Yeah, be yeah, pretty you need one then. of those. Take Put head. anything you like on it, you will be so amazed at how quick and beautiful the food comes out from this. Also, beforehand, we started with asparagus pork rolls. I got a little bit of some thinly sliced pork, which you can get from your, the Japanese butcher or many of the Japanese Asian stores. Find a Chinatown and yep. you'll find a Japanese butcher. Some asparagus uh, stalks. Uh, just give them a little bit of a trimming. Uh, the best way to find out what's fresh is get them, snap, pull them, hold the uh, the head in, in one finger, 
uh, pair of fingers and the tail on the other and they snap they will snap naturally the woody end is the bit yeah. towards the ground chuck that away and then wrap the product that you want the meat in this case around it with a little bit of um, teriyaki sauce put it on there tiny little bit of oil required if uh, if if uh, if you think so best to put the oil on the on the food before you cook it rather right. than put it on the wire mesh because that will stop the smoking quite true and on that you basis, can just do the old um you know the spray on olive oil trick just before you stick it on one of my right. favorites for barbecues spray on olive oil always works well and on that basis i think we need to go out for dinner I think Chinese is calling. I think you're right because we're a bit late starting today, so we better be early finishing. See ya. Good day, viewers. Good day, viewers. Good night, viewers. You said good day. See, it's your your blah, 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 is is catching. What? Well, I'm getting all confused now. I'm yeah. Saying my words wrong. You're fine. Okay. Good night. <laughs>